Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the Patreons at www.patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo-choo! That's right, Corey, the Bombs Express is back. And guess what, Corey? Yep. No Barretta again. Oh. I, I thought if I said always alongside me is, you know, they'd get it excited. People would think Bretta's back, but just letting everyone down again. No, he's an absolute flog, that guy. So many times I have to tell you. Anyway, today, Corey, we will review St Kilda and the Sydney Swans as we approach two days until the uh, March series, Corey. Two days. I can't believe it. Um, but before we do that, Court, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Uh, find us on Patreon and iTunes. At, uh, sorry, Patreon and Twitter at SE Elites. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Facebook at Supercoach Elites. Um, yeah, exciting times, bombs. We go to uh, St Kilda in Sydney today. Yeah, not too I don't bad. know. To be fair, I don't know how exciting that is. I mean, you know, I mean, they're no Gold Coast and North Melbourne. That's for sure. Yeah, no incident. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> yeah. um, I think we just lost another one eighteenth of our community there, Corey. <laughs> I tell you what, you want a good value bet at the moment. Essendon yeah, finished, I think it was bottom, or you know, least wins on the season. Yeah, thirty-one to one. Yep. Don't How much you got on it? I've heard you had a uh, hunch. Just a couple of hunches at the moment. <laughs> yeah, we're responsible. Um, hey, let's get stuck into the same, shall we? Yeah, we will, and we will go with the cash cows, and we will start with you, bombs. No worries, mate. Uh, look, it has to be none other than uh, Max King at the moment. I mean, we're looking at 123 pairs. I'm looking at someone to take him with a very high draft pick two years ago. I mean, he didn't get to uh, play last year due to uh, due to injury. Well, he did play five games in the BFL, but I'm talking about the AFL here. And, um, I mean, four, was it four goals in or three goals? Yeah, no, four the other day. Club? It was four goals. Yep. And, um, just look, just lock him in. We know he's a key position. Key position means he's probably not going to get an abundance of points, but... This will be a heartbeat. This will be someone there round one. This will be someone there that will play every game, providing he is injury-free. So for me at the moment, I'm structuring my team with Max King sitting at F8. Yep, nah, me too. But my cash cow wasn't Max King. I do like it because he's just going to be one of those ones that will probably get you the 22 bar injury. So, you know, a handy. It'll probably be a slow burn. Hopefully, I haven't checked the Saints early fix. You probably should have had a look at that. Hopefully, he's got a, an easy opponent where he can kind of kick a bag and just starts earning some cash for us nice and early. My cash cow bombs, though, is a... Well, I wouldn't call him a draft slider, but he was picked up late in this draft. Pick 52, um, believe it or not. And that's Ryan Burns. Um, this kid is an elite ball winner. Uh, at the at the junior level, at the NAB in the NAB League, I should say, he collected 20 or more disposals in 14 of his 15 games, uh, finished fifth among, among midfielders for disposals. At When he was playing for Sandy, he had a clearance differential of plus 31 when he was in the middle compared to negative five when he wasn't. So this kid is a ball winner. He knows how to play. In the Prucky match the other day, Bombs too, went straight into the guts, played in the midfield um, and had no time, no didn't have a hard time, is a better word, finding the pill. So I I think that we'll definitely get Ryan Burns having a game this year. Probably won't be round one because, you know, St. Kilda did bring a lot of uh, lot of new players across. So, yeah, put a little asterisk next to that name, mate. He will play a game this year. Asterisk has been placed, Corey. Good. Uh, your mid-pricer. Oh, Corey, now. Yeah. There's only been six, I think there's been six players, Corey, that have not moved from my team since the day it opened. 
and one of them is this man, Dylan Robertson. Now, I'll tell you now, we've had this discussion in Defender Podcast, and I'm, thank, I'm just thanking the Lord that Brit isn't here just to keep talking about this guy's bloody heartbeat. I couldn't give a flying fuck what his heartbeat was like, Corey. He's fine. He's ready to go. He's going to line up in the Marsh Series this week. Um, now, he lined up in the Intra Club as well, didn't he? Yeah, played in the halfback flank. No issues there, was there, Corey? None at all. None whatsoever. Now, we're looking at a guy. Now, we take out last year. We only played four games. You know, it, it was the incident. Not last year, sorry, 2018. There was the incident and all that sort of stuff. We averaged 68. But two of the out of the three seasons prior to that, he went at 90-plus on his super coach average, with the other year being 76. I'll tell you now, you're foolish if you do not start the year with this guy. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a moral. He's more of a moral than, I think, uh, Sam Doherty, to be honest. Well, maybe not more. They might be on equal sort of par there. But uh, you have to start. You just have to start the year with Dylan Robert in this year. I strongly agree. I'm not going to talk too much about him because this was this time last year that basically blew him off for an hour up for a podcast and then uh, he had that heart scare. So um, you have to pick him. That's you, you hit the nail on the head. Have to start the season with him. Have to. I, I get there's a lot of people that are worried about the heart. Um, the you know, it's, you probably have every reason to be worried, but I can't see at that price that if he gets named round one, I, I just think you have to decide to pick him and and run that risk if he goes down. You go down to a rookie in worst case scenario. Um, unfortunately, you'd be burning a trade, but that's one where I would prefer to to take the pick and get it wrong, then I would prefer to not pick him. Sorry, yeah, prefer to not pick him and get it wrong as well. So, you know, which of the two evils would piss you off more? For me, it'd definitely be bypassing Dylan Robert and watching him go out and put a 90-95 on the board because you'd be way too far behind the eight ball if that happens. I mean, if he was 400,000, you could understand people not selecting Correct. him. Correct. He's yeah. 260, yeah. and he'll, I think he'll get you a minimum 84 points on the ER. Um and I mean, you can ride him for a fairly long time. He'll do enough. To, he'll do enough to earn you two hundred k, and he'll be serviceable enough to spend plenty of time in your team. Wouldn't even be surprised if he became a keeper or a last upgrade by the end of the yep. year. Yep, one hundred percent. Yep. I was going to say that may even just segue onto the premium, I reckon, Corey, because he's my premium in this podcast. Is is still a Robert, and I think honestly, he could go as high as ninety seven. And I think if he goes in and around the ninety five. And, you know, we've had a bit of un- unlucky sort of uh, players with injury and all that sort of crap. And we might just be holding him for the whole year. He's a very, very uh, super coach friendly player too, Dylan Robin. Yeah. yeah. He does a lot of the good things. Yep. Meters gained, set possessions and all that kind of stuff. Uh, mine's Seb Ross. Now, I wouldn't be going and picking him. There's, it was just couldn't find a primo for St. Kilda, really, more or less. But I think Seb Ross, you have a look at that back end of the year. Not so much the whole year. Um, look at those last four or five games under Ratton. Um, and that was kind of the, the Seb, Russell, Seb Ross of old. If you could put t- they put that together for a whole season, he'd be absolutely flying. But did have him in my draft league last year. He kind of pissed me off a lot because I, I think I spent kind of good draft cap on him too. But I, would, I definitely wouldn't be starting the season with Seb Ross. Um, but I know there are players out there that do like to take a pod... Uh, you know, like a, a, a pod dip. And there are going to be worse. St. Kilda's going to be better, so I think natural improvement will be there as well. And, um, yeah, St. Bros could be one that, if you did want to take a pod, there could be worse, worse out there. 
Yeah, look, I kind of agree with you with that. Do you know what round um, Brett Ratton took over Saints coach? Uh, his last four or five, I think. Last four or five. And then, so just so the listeners, so I heard you reference his, um, his super coach scores went up under uh, Brett Ratton. So his last five scores of the year were 159. 100, 129, 116, 126. Yep. So they are, they are genuine premium numbers if, if that's, a, that's a trend that continues into the season. Yeah. No, thanks. Thanks for that, Bombs. <coughs> as always. Uh, your draft smokey, Bombs. Well, Corey, I'm gonna, just going to say Dylan Robertson again. And you might say, well, how's he a draft smokey? Because like people out there, Corey, they don't necessarily do their rankings pre-draft. So... If you're doing a time draft where you've only got 90 seconds on the clock or whatever it is, you know, you kind of tend to look at just what's at the top. And then, so because generally people, you know, if they don't do that, it's, you know, gone through price order or previous season's average, Dylan Robinson just might be all the way down the bottom. So do yourself a favour, you know, get guys like Dylan Robinson, get guys like Devin Smith, get guys, you know, like that who are you know, very underpriced or quite cheap and bump them up your draft rankings so you don't miss them. You don't go selecting a, um, gee, I don't know, a, who, who might be floating around late in the draft. You know, someone at 300K in the back line might be Jacob Wiedering for say. So you don't go selecting a Jacob Wiedering over a Dylan Robertson. Strongly agree and very, very good take. Um, I'm sure you do not touch will probably be Dylan Robertson as well, the way you're going in this pod. <laughs> uh, mine's Hunter Clark. I did pick him up at the end of last year. Um, off the wave is very, very serviceable. I think he'll play well off the other halfback flank. He's not going to be a player that's going to give you huge scores, but I think he'll float around between the 85 to 90. And sometimes in draft, that's all you need is a couple of those safe players. And I think um, Hunter Clark will have stints off the halfback flank, probably on the wing, probably have runs through the middle too. So Hunter Clark is one for me that definitely keep an eye on uh, for your draft leagues. You'll get him at a bit of value too, I reckon. Um, do not touch bombs. Uh, Dan Hanabry, um, no matter what happens, don't get sucked into it. We know, pardon me, I just think he got there. We know he's been a premium before, haven't we? Yep. But um, please, and I mean please, don't go picking him thinking he's just going to you know, return to the top echelon of uh, midfielders. And just just don't be stupid. Just don't, don't, don't touch Hanabry. Please do not touch him. Almost the most cooked body on any AFL list, I reckon. Uh, it's just more than that. He's he's just lot. He's just he seems lost. I feel like he's too thick. I feel like he needs to trim down a little bit and push out to that wing and and not but not worry about the contested footy so much. And you know what? They probably could have used with him out in the wing as opposed to paying overs for uh, Brad Hill and where else they bloody brought over in preseason. One of my all-time footballers, uh, favourite footballers, Dan Hanabry. Uh, my do not touch is Roel Marshall. I think he's a ruckman this year. I think we've got too much value in the ruck, or you, you just go the big boys at the top, um, and they bought across uh, Paddy Ryder. So I, it's one of those nostalgic picks that there's going to be people out there that do have Roel Marshall. And I think, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be touching him. In saying that, we kind of advocated don't get him early last year too, and he shoved it up our ass. So, um, yeah, for me, it's do not touch Roel Marshall. Well, the difference this time around is 600k, and he's uh, a ruck only. And when you've got the likes of Grundy and you know Gorn at only a hundred thousand more. Uh, I'm pretty comfortable knowing um, I'll spend the extra hundred for Max Gorn. Yeah, uh, outlandish statement. Um, Jack Billings, Corey, the one of the least spoken about uh, players, probably now because he's a mid only, he's no longer eligible as a forward. 
But he will break out properly this season, and he will average 107 points. He was actually almost my draft smoky too. I, I'm a, I think he might just he might just do something, Corey. But you know, 93 last year was a personal best for him. He might just kick that up 14 to 15 points. That would not surprise me one bit. Yeah. Um, and my outlandish statement is, you know, Dan Hannery just winds back to... No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to retire a player, damn it. Um, is uh, the Saints make the eight. They do enough and they get in there. So that's um, how you tell him. St. Kilda playing finals this year. It'll be a sight to see, mate. Yep. Uh, let's jump across to Sydney. Uh, your cash cow for the Swans, Moffs. Yep, I'll kick it off with Will Goulds, Corey. Now, I'll tell you, you know why I'm going to kick it off with Will Goulds, Corey? Why, mate? Because I may have accidentally, now, when I, when I had this when I had this guy in my team and we got to the Hawthorne podcast and I talked about Will Goulds, I, um, I might have actually got these two kind of players mixed up when I thought Goulds was the good one as opposed to Goulds. Yep. Remember that? Oh, it's so a very Will, easy mistake to make, mate. Yeah, Will Goulds. I mean, same first name. And, you know, this one here is a gold instead of a gold. Anyway, he's a ready-made player. Um, he came from the sample last year, Corey, where he played 15 matches, and he averaged 19 disposals as a key position player. Um, now, if you ask me, Corey, they're very high numbers, particularly given he was also on five marks a game, and two of those were intercept marks per game. So you're looking at someone here who, you know, is 19 years of age, he was picked up with uh, pick number 26 last year, and I think, particularly with the retirement of Grundy, um, and what do they got down there at the moment? Aaliyah Lear and what's the other guy's name? Malikin? Uh, yep. I think he might be. I think Gould might be fighting off with uh, Malikin, potentially, for that uh, sort of key position uh, post there, at, well, the second key position post anyway, in the um, Swans back line. Yeah, like it. Um, mine is Dylan Stevens. Uh I don't know if anyone, if you haven't seen the photo of him the other day with his shirt off, definitely go have a look. Mate, kid's got a rig. Um, he's played Sanford footy before for Norwood, so he's played against big bodies, um, knows how to do it. When he was playing for Norwood, rated uh, average for disposal and score involvement, above average for kicking efficiency and goals. So definitely can improve by foot. But at the under, not off, at the, sorry, at 18 level in 2019 NAB Cup, he was the leading uncontested possession winner. Um, and he ranked top 10 in midfielders for ground ball. Gets meters gained and pressure applied. So the bloke is an absolute jet. He will run absolutely all day um, and place third in the 2K trial, time trial at the um, combine at the back end of last year. But has impressed everyone early. The, the, the uh, big horse long I said, come out and said that wouldn't be surprised if this kid was uh, battling for a round one debut. Again, put an asterisk next to him, Bombs, because he's one that you are going to want to keep a very, very, very close eye eye in the Marsh Cup Series. Sorry, the Marsh Community Series. Um, yeah, I've got big raps for this kid, and I think he's going to be an absolute jet. Out of every kind of cash cow for the year, I think he's the only... Oh, sorry, rookie for the year, I should say. He's the only one that I think is going to really come close to challenging Matty Rao for NAB Rising Star. It's a big one. He's a, he's a very good player, this kid. Yeah, I have no doubt about that. I know Carlton specifically which one to target him in, in the draft, and I was quite disappointed when he went at pick five. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. It just comes that price tag, you know, to, to fork out the 180. 189, yeah. isn't it? Um, 
it's a matter of whether you can have that, you know, 207, I think Rowley is, plus the 189 in um, in him, plus, you know, we we'll probably want Hayden Young at 180,000, Stephen Hill at 190,000, Dylan Robin at 260. So, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of upped uh, sort of rookie price tags, if that's even a sentence. Yeah, it's uh, a little bit tough, but definitely monitoring. I think he will have a good March series, and I reckon there might be a couple of us that start with him. Agreed. Your mid-pricer, mate? Um, you have to go mid-price. I feel like I have to go with Jordan Dawson just because he's a defender. Um, I don't know if he can do 95-plus, but what we saw in the back end last year was from his, you know, from round 14 onwards where he played nine games, he uh, had six scores above 93 and three scores below um, 77 in that. So, um, well, sorry, or 78. So he had a 78, 77, and 66 as his three low scores, but everything else was 93 or above. So, um, look, that back flank roll is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting what it does for Lloyd as well. We might touch on that in a few minutes. But, um, yeah, he's probably the only one at this point um, that might be half worth considering. It's funny because it was one of the teams that had the toughest time with picking the mid-pricer. Um, and it was, you know, I, I opened it. And you would think that Jordan Dawson is the generic easy answer. But I, I just, I'm not as as ex, I'm not as excited as, you know, everyone was about a month ago with that kind of pre-team release hype and, and things like that. You know, you got him as a forward defender. Yeah, great. But I'm like you. I don't think he's going to average above 95. So... It's going to be tough. Um, I, I don't really condone the pick at the price. It's I, I, one of those ones where I'd, I'd really like a wait and see. But much like you, he was my mid pricer because I had no one else to choose. It was out of him and Mills, I felt. I felt like it was out of him and Mills. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mind giving Ollie Florin a shout, but he's my draft smokey. So, mm. you primo? See, unlike me, you like to change up your selections during this thing. Whereas <laughs> me, I just, I just pick one player and just fucking run with it. But still, I think Jordan Dawson was the most logical answer, even when I was looking at it. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um, well, the premium's Jake Lloyd, Corey. Um, now, people are gonna, because I'm gonna be quite negative about him, and it's the first time I've ever been negative about Jake Lloyd. I think, Corey, five hundred ninety-one thousand is a big price tag to pay for someone who averaged ninety-six in the back end of last year. Now, Jordan Dawson, who went down there and somewhat affected Lloyd, well, you know, we might put it down to Lloyd, we could put it back to, to a form patch, but, you know, it, it sort of coincided with each other. So we'll say it's um, the Dawson theory. 96 is still probably on the edge of a top six averaging defender, and particularly from someone who's got to play 22 games, sometimes maybe you just got to pay 50 or 60K over the price just to ensure you've, you've kind of got a safe uh, top eight kind of defender sitting there. And I say top eight because really if you you start the year off and you pick the guy at seven or you pick the guy at eight in the, in the top defenders, then that's serviceable enough, I think. I think there's not much difference between six, seven, and eight, certainly you know, if, if the last few years is uh, anything to go by. So Jake Lloyd, despite only having that 96 average in the back end last year, um, should knock up. 22 games again, and will probably average in and around the 100 mark, I think. And I think it's good enough to be top six. So if you just want to set and forget, and I know I'm trying to find a way at the moment, I'm trying to find a way, I need about an extra 70,000 to get Jake Lloyd in. I'm, I'm just searching for it at the moment. 
I haven't found the answer yet, but I'm searching. A lot would need a change for me to get in because I'm like super confident on this. Um, loving Dan Houston's value there too, but Jake Lloyd is my primo. It's so hard to get him into that side um, right now, especially at that price. I think I will pass on Jake Lloyd coming to the season. I I really want him. Like I'm not going to lie, I do really want him, but I just think that price tag with those um, things that you mentioned at the start of the year, horse already saying that. Um, Dawson's most likely going to go back down again. You'd love the season to open up with a 90 or something, you know, like back-to-back 90s, and then we get that little bit of a price drop come round three, and then he's that real target that you hone in um, hone in on as your first upgrade, because you're not wrong. He's he's 100% going to be, I'm 99.9% sure he'll be a, a top six defender come at the end of the year. So, love the bloke. I just think that I've, I believe that there's better value out there. I do not not condone, you know, not starting him. So yeah. if, you, if you're going to start him, I love the pick. But for me, I just now, think there's better value. The the thing is as well, it's hard to kind of say whether or not he has a trend. You know, I spoke yesterday and you hated about Dusty Martin. You know, there's not many sort of tons at the start of the year. In 2018, which was his breakout year, he only had one ton in the first seven rounds. And you compare that to last year, the first seven rounds, he had seven tons. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a hard thing there to kind of say. And look, Dawson may have played in the back line back half of the year, but Lloyd still came out. And, you know, although he had a 62 in round 15, his next lowest score was only 85. And then from round 14 to the end of the year, Corey, he still managed four, uh, sorry, five tons in that. So it's not a bad selection. He's not a bad player by any means. I just think he's probably 50 to 60K, maybe overpriced. But in the scheme of things, 50 to 60K is a small price to pay for someone who's missed one game in the last four years and has averaged, you know, a combined 110 over the past two seasons. Not too many other... There's not too many players in the AFL who rack up consistent 30-possession games from the halfback flank either. That's right. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and the kickouts, he's always on kickouts, this guy. Yeah, lots of players. And you know he will just... Yeah, he will do everything he can to step outside the box. <laughs> um, your draft smokey. <laughs> Well, my draft smoky is the same as my mid-price, and it's Jordan Dawson, because if he can do between 80 to 90, then I think, you know, somewhere in the back end, maybe your last couple of positions, um, you know, for your defence, uh, you could be looking at someone like Jordan Dawson there, and I'm, and I'm pretty happy to take him with a selection. I'm com- very, very comfortable with that. Can I make a prediction that in, I reckon, 60 to 70% of drafts, Jordan Dawson is reached for? A reached as in he's grabbed early? Yep. Yeah, he might be. I think I think so many draft leagues will just because he's got that forward defensive and the hype around him. I think there'll yeah. be plenty of reaches on Jordan Dawson. Well, so be patient with him. I think because I think there's better value out there. And it's also a very good point you make. That defender forward swingability very very handy. Yeah, that probably does increase his draft oh, uh, ranking as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mine's Ollie Florent. I think this will be the year that he may go and play in the midfield bumps like. Basically full time. Um, he's a gun. He's an elite kick. I've, I've, I really, really like Ollie Florin as a player, um, and I think in draft leagues you'll get him really late, and he could just be one of those ones that, again, the ninety to one hundred average. That's nice and safe, um, nice and easy as your last midfield target. Ollie Florin is one that I'm keeping a very, very close eye on. Probably all my drafts this year. Yeah, I um. Well, you'll, you'll have a chance to grab him because I did. Uh, I did have him last year, and I didn't take him. He wasn't one of my keepers, Corey. 
You know, so was, uh, Jordan Dawson was. I had the chance to keep Jordan Dawson. I didn't hold on to him. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but I, I heard he had held last night anyway. That was um, half decent, would have thought. Yeah. We, and he's an eight man keeper, just so everyone knows. So he's yeah. pretty tough to kind of. To come. Mm. Yeah. Um, your do not touch. Lance Franklin, Corey. Yeah, I, was say, I reckon we'll be on the same page here. Lance Franklin, don't touch him. Um, another kind of pre season injury as well. And um, you know what, Corey, I'm going to go back to my roots here. And uh, I'm hoping you're not going to wind back the clock, Corey, because, hold on, ding, ding, here's another announcement, Corey. We've got another retirement. It's Lance Buddy Franklin and retirement from our supercoach sides, that is. Thanks for your service, buddy. You were good for about a decade, but you are no longer relevant. Yeah, no, don't hate it at all. Um, my outlandish statement, uh, we will get uh, a minimum two uh, Sydney Swan rookies debuting in round one. Um, I'll go three. We'll go a minimum three. And there will be a name that none of us even heard of. Oh, they are renowned for that, Corey. Absolutely renowned. So um, not that outlandish, is it? No, no. In fact, it's quite consistent with what they produce as a club. My outlandish statement will be this. Um, I had it. I just forgot what it was. Yeah, very good. Yep. Uh, no, Jake Lloyd, despite the negatives, he will actually go out there and average a career-high 113 points this season. Yeah, no, I don't mind that at all. You wouldn't be, sho- you wouldn't be shocked at all either, would you? No, you wouldn't. And I'll tell, and I'll tell you why. Because sometimes we people, do they just go a little bit over the top with the positional changes? Uh, you know, we might be guilty of it sometimes too. And they might just be reading into just things a little bit too much. But why isn't this guy entitled to have a bad five-week patch in two seasons of football? Yeah, exactly. When there wasn't really that much to play for either. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, Jakey Lloyd, mate, uh, retain number one, 113-point average. Yeah, I like it. Um, anything else to add? This is probably one of our quickest quick fire pods so far. Uh, Corey, we are just absolutely shooting through this. We want to get the content out there. It's two days. It's about 48 hours until the real stuff. Well, not the real stuff, Corey, but the... Uh, the pre-season stuff starts. Oh, I cannot wait, honestly. Uh, all right. Well, on behalf of Bombs, myself, Brent no. is absent. Oh, yeah. No, no. Sorry. Yeah, shit. Sorry. I was, I was like, why are we going on to the Western Bulldogs? And I realized that's tomorrow's point. Yeah. Sorry, mate. <laughs> 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 Fuck him, a dickhead. Yeah, sorry. Sign us off, I've still got to sit down and figure out who I'm picking for the doggies, Bombs. <laughs> Obviously, you're well prepared. Hey, yeah. I don't know. I'll, uh, I'll drop something else here just because of the fuck up. Uh, for those that haven't seen our social medias, it might have been the Facebook, it could have been um, Twitter. But as we've had in the past few years, Corey, we run the big super coach group, haven't we? Yep. So this is a group code, not a league code. So when you, you, know, you sign up, you go to create, join a group instead of create, join a league. And please join the following code. We had 400 plus people in there last year. The code is one. Nine six two three four. That's one nine six two three four, and it's a group, not a league. So please go join it. Let's see if we can break another record and get more than four hundred this season, eh? That's a nice group code, I reckon. Sounds good. Yeah, because of, because of the two three four. Yeah, it's easy to remember. Um, yeah, and definitely jump across to our Patreon. Follow the links below. We got the Supercoach rings there at Supercoach Champion. Um. Follow the Patreon link below if you want to jump in. Remember, if you're in before the start of March, or the end of February, I should say, you will have a spot in a league against 
one or some of the admins too. So, and yeah, definitely get in because you don't want to miss out on the Supercoach yeah. Cup that we're going to have throughout the year too. So that's it. Due date the 29th, Corey. Let's be clear about that. Thank you. Patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. Uh, so on behalf of Bons myself and the absent, as always, Bretta, peace out community and thanks for listening. Thank <laughs> you.